This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detelier along with Charlie Long. And um, on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Brian Baldinger and also Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Jason, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon um, with certainly good news over the last 48 hours uh, of what's happened with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, What sort of changes uh, do you hear across the league that that maybe would be pushed in the offseason? I know Bobby and I have talked about this. It looks as though maybe from even like 10 to 12 years ago, less padding on the players today. Would there be something, and I know it was a freakish incident yeah. that happened. Would would a breastplate uh, be something that you think that would be added, that mandatory, that people wear? Huh. Well, I mean, it's certainly possible. Um, you know, I, I do think, you know, we still need to kind of probably learn a little bit more about exactly what happened here. Um, and And thank God this is you know, a, a really isolated incident yes. and not something we've seen with any regularity. But, yeah, I mean, look, the, I can remember <laughs> the rancor that was going around years ago when they made guys start to wear, like, knee pads and some stuff that they didn't want to wear, um, which some guys pass off as shoulder pads doesn't amount to much. So look like I, a kicker's I, pad. Yeah, yeah, and there have been a lot of um, advances made, especially, and you see it at the high school level, with what is available now in terms of shoulder pads and additional spine support and certainly different things around the lungs and the heart. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I'm not the one who's playing with it. I know guys, sometimes they want to feel lighter, right? They want it to be less cumbersome. We've even seen it with their shoes where, yeah, You know, some of these ACL and other injuries, you look at the footwear the guys were wearing, and it's like there's no support. Um, but it's super light, and it makes them feel like they can fly. So, I mean, look, you can't regulate and adjudicate um, everything out, but you certainly want to mitigate risk as much as possible. And I'm sure it's something that the competition committee and the health, you know, health and safety committee will – I mean, the league's doctors will spend some time talking about, and, and if there is something that could help in terms of the padding, then, I mean, that certainly we should be all about it. 
we've talked so much about what would happen with Sean Payton in the offseason. Your thoughts, the more I hear Jim Harbaugh put out these little statements <laughs> saying, I'm yeah. not interested in it, the more and yeah, more right. I think that that's exactly where he'll end up, back the in the National is, Football League. Well, the problem is not only anybody who's interested in him, is he's interested in them. I yes. mean, remember, he lost out to Kevin O'Connell, a guy who never coached before in Minnesota a year ago. You know, Jim Harbaugh, man, there's a lot. You're you're hot, you're bringing on a lot there. You're not just hiring a coach. Like, you're you're hiring a personality. You're hiring a very, like, different sort of individual with his own sort of ideas and his own thoughts about how to run everything from, you know, what ply is the toilet paper, you know what I mean, what color are the walls, what, you know, what's the team bus look like, is that, I mean, it it's a lot, man, and it's not a match for everybody, and and it's not going to. He's not going to be every owner's cup of tea. He's just not. Um, but he wins. Clear, he's got wanderlust. It's yeah. clear he wants to win a Super Bowl. Yes, and he can't do that at Michigan. But I also don't know that anybody's going to give him all the money and all the power the way he would want to have it feel right to him at the NFL level. His best bet, I believe, and I wrote about this at the Washington Post. His old buddy Jim uh, Jim Irsay, who's yep. just as goofy as he is. Those two <laughs> together, like I don't know how long it would last, but it would be interesting. And I don't know that Irsay can do any better than Harbaugh. And I don't know that Harbaugh can do any better than Irsay. You might be right, Jason. And hey, listen, they're a match made in writer or reporter's heaven. Oh, because yeah. they're going to give you content from day yeah. one till it ends. No doubt about it. Yeah, no, no, that, no, that's, no doubt about it. that's kind of what I was going to ask is if any of the openings already or like the perceived openings that will happen at the end of the regular season uh, kind of makes sense for Harbaugh. I, I don't like I can kind of see Indianapolis. I don't I don't think I see Denver as a fit no. or Carolina. I think Carolina, Steve Wilkes has earned the job. I, I'm not sure. I, I think if out of those openings that we've kind of seen already, I kind of agree with you. I think Indianapolis is the best fit. Yeah, I mean, I think he and Russell Wilson, man, if you know those two at all, oh, I, I right. don't know no how way. you think that. Like, he's going to be the guy to fix Russell Wilson? I mean, no. I, that'll be over by, you know, Halloween. Um, yeah, I mean, Carolina, like, I'm sure Tepper will talk to everybody. If Tepper does the right thing, he'll he'll keep Steve Wilkes there, who did do a tremendous job. I mean, I'm not 100% convinced he will. Um, but I just I, – I, I, man, you know – Tepper, Tepper came through the, the Steelers, and that's, you know, division of church and state. And he just had a college coach there in Matt Rule. Yep. Not, not one with NFL experience the way Harbaugh had, but, you know, he had a college coach who had all the power and, and ran everything, and it, he ran it into the ground. You know, I don't know that he wants to go back to that model with an older guy who's even more stuck in his ways. I'm not sure. Jason, uh, watching what's happened in Jacksonville, and what Doug Peterson, I think, has done a really, really good job there. Absolutely. Uh, I, I know Doug when he was a high school coach here in Louisiana before he went into the pros. Man, your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence? Because, while well, you look at what he's pieced together the last three or four weeks. Man, he's playing the type football I think all of us thought he would play. Now, again, he was saddled with a bad team. I mean, just yes. – and, and Urban Meyer, he did squat nah. zero with him. But, man, you were seeing a young potential star player grow right in front of your very eyes. 
Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt about it. He had, you know, a rough first half. He was turning the ball over too much. He was trying to do a little too much at times. Um, and when he would take off and run, which is a, a significant element of his game, um, he, his ball security was, was not satisfactory. But, yeah, I mean, you can look at a good six, seven weeks now where he's playing at an elite, elite level. And I think it really turned for him. They had an amazing comeback on the Ravens. Um, I guess it's been about six weeks ago where it looked like they were left for dead a couple of times, and he led two comebacks in that game late in the fourth quarter. Um, I think they scored uh, 16, 19 points in the, in the final six minutes plus uh, overtime. It, 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 it was a toward-the-force performance, and you could see him getting more confident through that game. And, you know, they had a great offseason. I mean, people knocked the Evan Ingram signing. It, it turned out to be one of the, the better signings. People knocked the Christian Kirk signing. Well, guess what? Once all those other receivers started getting their $30 million a year, it didn't look so bad. And Zay Jones, three years, $8 million a year, um, has been a, 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 they've gotten a ton of return from that. And Doug Jones has been uh, – Doug, Doug Peterson has been exactly what they need. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's it's look, they have things they still need to improve on and the defense is still a work in progress. Uh but I think they're going to beat the Titans. They just handled them a few weeks ago and once they're in, um they're going to give you a game. Yes, they're, they they're, will. they're going to give you a game. What do you think will happen in the offseason with Washington with the Commanders and Dan Snyder because um you know that that's always been that kind of afterthought. Okay, y'all want to force me out? Okay, you kind of put me in a bad spot. Okay, I think I got enough stuff on some of you guys that I can sort of flip the card on you. He doesn't seem to be in that big of a hurry to want to sell this team, and we've heard the rumors that he's been offered over seven million dollars for the Commanders. Your thoughts on where you think a year from now will be with Dan Snyder and the Commanders? I think it gets resolved much quicker than that. Okay. I, I think okay. I think he, um, I think he's ready to cash cash out. And uh, you know, I've seen some stuff about him asking to use England as a permanent residence, and he's filed <laughs> business papers in that regard. His the people who track his yachts and planes keep seeing it over in the UK. So I think there's something to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'll sell the team. I think he'll sell the team to somebody like Jeff Bezos, who's well-vetted, and you're not going to need six months to figure out if he's liquid enough to own the team. Um, and I, I think this will be voted on, if not by the March meeting, then by the May meeting. In fact, I think it'll happen so fast that Ron Rivera might not get next year, and I don't really think, frankly, he deserves next year anyway. But um, I think there's going to be enough time for the for the, the, the new regime to, to hire their own coach in time for the off-season program, certainly in time for, um, you know, OTAs and definitely training camp. Uh, I can't imagine spending that much money for a team and not want to start putting your fingerprints yeah. on it. 
as come soon on. as you can if he does get seven point five billion. I mean, come on, come on, and Bezos. Come on. He wants to put his stamp on that, too. Yeah. Uh, listen, I didn't make my billions by being a dumb guy. Uh, yep. And I want to make my own decisions on this. Charlie? Yeah, no, that's that's what I was going to ask you, Jason. Was What do you think the number, the final number on the commander's sale would be? It's seven and a half billion is what you said? Well, I- I mean, it wouldn't shock me. I, I think he's hit the seven. I think I think seven is now baked into the cake, and it's a matter of, you know, how much higher do you have to go, and you know, at what point does somebody cut bait? But yeah, I think it's going north of seven. I do, and it's kind of staggering because everybody talks about their stadium, and then they need, you know, they, they, it's the one they have is a dump. The practice facility's a dump too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if they do, you know, if it is Bezos and he gets it. And then they do build a stadium where RFK used to be. It would not make sense to have the team headquarters almost, you know, with traffic almost two hours away in Loudoun County, Virginia. So I think there'll be a complete rebranding of them. And, and I could see them having a practice facility and a stadium, you know, within the greater Washington, D.C., Arlington, Virginia area. Jason, one of the things I always put the red flag up is when a team really hits the skids late in the year. And I'm seeing it in front of my very eyes with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and, okay, they already got rid of John Robinson. They got rid of J-Rob. How secure is Mike Rabel there? Because I do know one thing. Miss Amy's looking at a new stadium yeah. in Nashville. And, you know, the way you finished it out, when you look like you had it right in your hands, and, the, and it could be a situation, Jacksonville knocks you out in the final game. How secure is Mike Rabel in Nashville? I think he's probably okay. I mean, he's done a lot with a little and built up a lot of collateral there. Um, they've already fired, obviously, John Robinson, their um, previous general manager. Uh, I think there's going to be a change in offensive coordinator no, no matter what. No I question. Some, some staff changes coming. Remember, Todd Downing got that DUI in the middle of the season. and like I, I think – and there's going to be – look, I think Tannehill's going to be traded. It's clear they're not sold on Malik Willis, and they're going to have to go out and get a quarterback. So, um, you know, and, and do they really think they could ride Derrick Henry for 400 more carries, touches uh, next year? I you know, I, 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 don't, I don't think they're going to promote from within at the GM. I, I think they're going to be willing to bring in somebody from the outside, and that person might look at them and say, you know what, your window's over. The, the, the window, yeah. the Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill window is over, and we've got to sell those pieces off and look at a, a wholehearted, robust rebuild. Jason, kind of going back to Week 18 real quick, we talked about uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville. I'm kind of more looking at Sunday with the NFC playoff pitcher. Do you think it's going to be kind of like the Packers winning in scenario? Do you think they'll kind of get that? Or do you think we'll see a little bit more chaos with potentially the Seahawks losing to the Rams or beating the Rams and then the Lions beating the Packers? I feel like there's a lot of scenarios that we could see here. What do you see playing out? I know Pete hadn't done too well against those Rams. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I um, first of all, these games should be played at the same time, yeah. and it's, it's kind of shameful that they're not. Um, it's it's you know it's chasing the almighty dollar, and it's putting Aaron Rodgers in prime time, and it's also kind of maybe helping Aaron Rodgers get in the playoffs. <laughs> but we're not supposed to talk about that because um, more people will watch his games than will watch the Lions and would watch the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, I think the Lions are game. Whether they're still alive or not, I, I think they're going to give it what they have. Um, is it going to be enough in the end? I, I don't know. 
Green Bay is playing their best ball, and I'm I'm more impressed with what Green Bay's done defensively and changing their spots and blitzing less and getting more adherent to sort of a zone defense. And you know, Savage is out of the doghouse now and creating more turnovers. Yeah, like I, I think there's something to that. Offensively, I, I don't think they're still special in the past game, but they're running enough and they're playing defense. So I think they probably win this game at home. Um, I'm not sure they cover. I hope it's an exciting game. I think it'll be, you know, a close game. I think the Lions will be up for the fight. Um, you know, and Seattle, yeah, I think they probably win that game. You know, it's probably a fairly ugly football game. I could see Seattle being a little tense in the first half. Um, you know, the stakes being a little high for them, but the Rams don't have a whole lot nope. there. You know, there's just there's just not much there. Um, just hoping to play away, spoiler. You take away the tight end, and there's really – there's really nobody else Baker Mayfield throws the ball to. It's kind of like what it used to be with Stafford and Cooper Cup. Um, but yeah, he gets in. Jason, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. I know it was a tight window schedule oh, for pleasure. you. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. But thanks Always so much, buddy. With you. Appreciate it. That was Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back. We'll finish it out here on our number three of Sports Talk right after this break on the Big 870.